Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Jar Jar of my Obi-Wan, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Army, it's a sauce man to see in your side. Looky, looky, Senator. Decent Jedi arrived. What is up, guys? <laughs> All right, we're so back. 44? 43, I believe. 43. Maybe 44. 44, my notes. It might be 44. 44. We're in the 40s. What's up, Sunday Night Live? <laughs> decided to go a little late tonight because of the uh, playoff games. We yep. didn't think we'd get much viewership. So here we are, our first Sunday night show. Well, and we wanted to watch the games too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we are back. And if you are watching us live. We are back. We are back. We are back. You'll notice uh, we made some updates to our uh, little frame here. So uh, I guess yeah, yeah, there's there you go. There you go. Yeah, there's uh, zero doubt on where you can find us now, (laughs) especially (laughs) if you're watching. So uh, in any case, we hi Mike. We saw you guys were on there. Hi guys. Uh, we are back. This is our first show of 2020, and uh, we have uh, actually a pretty good lineup of stories, which, uh, you know, earlier last week, we were a little afraid that'd be kind of short on stuff. But luckily, it all pulled through here pretty quickly. All right, Tony, get that button ready, because we're going to start off with our shameless plugs. Oh, yeah. It's shameless plug time. It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. Yeah. Yeah. cool. Money's cool. nice. It's it's okay. It's just I. It has its perks. All right. Uh, in any case, uh, talking about the dog rescue nonprofit that I run called Rough Riders. That's R U F F R I D R S. You can find out information at roughriders.org and we are looking at doing even more in 2020. And uh, part of that is we're hoping to raise enough money for our transport fleet, looking to get $75,000 for two commercial vans upfitted with uh, all kinds of kennels so that we can way we can move more dogs at 
any given time. Um, we are looking for donations still to meet that goal. But uh, as I've mentioned before, we do have the wonderful support of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Uh, they are going to um, donate $10,000 for the next $10,000 that we raise uh, through individuals and businesses. So um, we can use your help with that. And again, that's at roughwriters.org. Tony, it uh, is Sunday and uh, you did your guest appearance on your weekly radio show with our friend Jimmy Jones. Tell us a little uh, more about that. I did. So I am a part of the Sunday night uh, movie portion of a little show called Pop Culture Boom. It airs every Sunday on 95.1 KNBC FM, Carson City Community Radio. <laughs> and uh, with that, you can also always stream live if you follow Pop Culture Kaboom. Jimmy talks about everything from movies, comic books, comic cons, action figures uh weird anime and anything in between um, weird anime my portion is i am he gives me three or four movies to to watch and watch the trailers and then i have to base kind of a is that something i would go see and let you guys know this week we covered some uh japanimation movie called uh, the withering something <laughs> no thank you and then we covered um do little which Aside from the CGI looking kind of crappy, the movie looks not bad. I like Robert Downey Jr. So I would see that. And of course, Bad Boys for Life. Don't like the name of the movie, but it's Bad Boys 3, and I'm hella going to go see that. So Definitely. We talked about this week. Um, but if you tune in on Sundays at 8.40 p.m. Mountain Time, so 7.40 Pacific, in the yada yada. So that's when that airs, and uh, check it out. Pop Culture Kaboom. Kaboomy. Kaboom. All right. Uh, I didn't have the button for that one. That's all right. No, I just saw a uh, text message that uh, just dogs are peed. Dogs are peed. All your base are belong to us. Gotcha. Now, do you have the, do you, do you have like the YouTube stream going to, and you see the comments? Can you reply to those as you go? I could, but, um, I would lose some of the yeah, story you stuff. So you have to lose these, uh, the golden face here. Right? You have to learn where the point. I right? the backwards there. You don't lose the golden voice. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, pop culture kaboom, Rough Riders. That are the shameless plugs that uh, we like to tell you about each and every week. We got nothing else to try to promote. Yep. Uh, you know, other than uh, our show, we are going to try to go uh, live every Sunday. That's the goal. Um, so, if you're tuning in now, we typically won't run this late. We'll run a little earlier on Sundays. Uh, we're shooting to be about 5 p.m. Pacific time. So, uh, stay tuned with that. As you can see we've made some changes on the page you see here where we advertise where you can locate us um, download the podcast and um, soon we will have new intros and everything it's all work in progress for 2020 um, as we move forward so hopefully we have some stability so we can gain a better listening audience stuff so um, please feel free to go to our Facebook page as well and chime in um, participate leave us comments what do you guys want to see what do you want us to try to cover and we'll do that because right now we just kind of find stories throughout the week we figure your Sunday's the best point to tell you about all this week's news. So with yep. that being said, what do you say we tell them to TV, huh? I say that sounds like a plan. Bazinga. Oh! Oh, the cream of the crop! Hey, baby. Let's go. Excellent. Hell to the kick. 
All right. So um, our first bit of TV news uh, is no secret that as much as we love comic book and, you know, sci-fi and fantasy and things like that, we're also big fans of horror and uh, the first horror. horror. <laughs> I got to say, too, before we get into TV, I just got a comment uh, saying they couldn't hear me. If you guys chime in, see if you can hear me. I turn my volume up a little more. I don't know. Maybe I need to talk better. Well, see, I've got my microphone right here. Mine's <laughs> here. Tony's is a little far away, but uh, yeah, if there's you a way. Know, you, you just you... chime in, Lace. You let me know if that's better. Hey, okay, partner. Okay. All right. Back to the show. All right. So the uh, first bit of news is that uh, Silence of the Lambs is getting a sequel series to CBS. Uh, the new crime drama is going to Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. There's no problem, Lloyd. We can be classy and sophisticated. Look at the fun bags on that whole town. I'd like to eat her liver with some farmer beans and a nice bottle of key, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, the new crime drama is going to be titled Clarice, obviously based around Clarice Starling, and uh, is actually written by Thomas Harris, who most notably wrote the book Silence of the Lambs. Uh, this does not have to do with the NBC show Hannibal that uh, was actually really good. Um, it had uh, Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter, and uh, God, the showrunner was Brian Fuller, who a uh, great showrunner as well. In any case, this one will follow on uh, the personal untold story of Clarice Starling as she returns from the field to pursue, pursue serial murderers and sexual predators while navigating the high-stakes political world of Washington, D.C. Based on the rights and who who has what and uh, it's it's all a little weird, but uh, all of that is to say that we're not going to see Hannibal Lecter. They may not even mention his name in the series. It is all based around Clarice Starling, um, and she just happened to be the character. Oh, Clarice. <laughs> so yeah it's it's one of those weird things where uh you know the ownership and the rights sort of play on what they can work with what they can do uh whereas nbc's hannibal covered the novels red dragon hannibal and hannibal rising uh this one is purely um adapted from silence of the lambs so yeah we'll, we'll keep you posted on it. it doesn't sound very yeah. enticing to me but you know if you're a fan of it though that's awesome it gives cbs all access to another show to watch and uh, add to their streaming service. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a good CBS show randomly on the streaming service. Are you going to say evil? Well, I haven't seen evil. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's check it. It's called the, it's from, I remember Kevin Williamson who did a scream and uh, Uh I know what you did last summer. He did a, he did a show on there called um, tell me a story. And it's a dark take on all those, uh, you know, on uh, fairy tales. So like the first season was about little red riding hood, Hansel and Gretel, and then the three little pigs, but the way they morph it, it's not necessarily those stories, but kind of in a modern day setting, really good show. Um, I'd recommend that. I did watch that. Cool. Worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. CBS is known for its, uh, um, you know, old people shows, you know, CSI, NCIS, all of the, you know, different letters. And then obviously their comedies, which every single comedy they put out is basically a huge hit. But uh, yeah, this will probably fall a little bit closer to their NCIS type shows. All right. uh, Moving on to other 
horror movies that are being adapted as TV series. Uh, Sci-fi is picking up a child's play series uh, called Chucky, and it is a continuation of the first (laughs) (laughs) of the first seven child's play child's play child's play child's play films um so the reboot that featured mark hamill as the voice of chucky this has nothing to do with that uh it follows in you know cult of chucky and bride of chucky and you know seed of chucky all of those ones but as a tv series now the question is uh we don't know yet is brad dorif gonna show up as the voice of chucky Uh oh i can't hear you at all tone how about now there you are. There we go. Okay. I'm playing with the sounds. I'm trying to work in between here. So I think that works. There. Got feedback. It's much better. Good. Thoughts on Brad Dourif? I uh, would love to have Brad Dourif back, man. He is the voice of Chucky. Mark Hamill did a great job. Hello, Andy. <laughs> but that was, the reboot was kind of weird. Um, you saw it? I, had, I haven't even I seen it. I have just yet. seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. It just looks weird. So, uh, yeah, sci-fi is picking that one up. And if you're a fan of any of the Child's Play movies, that is one to check out. All right, moving on to the world. I do got to say before we move on to the world, like, I don't know if that's such a good idea to have a Chucky series because they did a Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, these things are probably just better as movies, not shows. Unless they have the right idea, you know, some way to, to... do it over a series of 10, 13, 24 episodes. Yeah. However many they do in a season. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's on sci-fi. So uh, it's, you know, if you've got cable or access to uh, their streaming service, might be worth checking out. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Uh, Let's see. What was I saying? Oh, moving over to the world of the Arrowverse. Um, The CW... DC shows. Um, we know already that Arrow is concluding at the end of the season. It won't be making a comeback, but every other show in that DC Arrowverse is being renewed for a new season. So you're going to get Batwoman season two, Black Lightning season four, The Flash season seven, Legends of Tomorrow season six, and Supergirl season six as well. Um, I really wanted to check out The Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, haven't had a chance to yet. I I've fallen so behind on following all of these shows just because there's too many of them. But uh, I figured, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths probably don't need to know what's going on in any of those shows to enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's probably when you could just jump right in. At least that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to jump right in, enjoy it for what it is. Then if I'm curious, I'll go back and I'll check out the other shows. Yep. Just too much TV. Uh, there's a lot. There's not a lot of time in our in our lives. Hell, if we got paid to do this, then of course you get a little more thorough on that. We'd make <laughs> time. more than happy to sit down and watch all these things. So. Yeah. But uh, if you are a fan of these uh, Greg Berlanti um, DC Arrowverse shows, at least you know they are all coming back with the exception of Arrow. Yeah, because they ended that one, right? So They did. That's, yeah. that's the only one that's officially over? Yep. Uh, speaking of too much TV and more more new series that are in the works. Uh, Disney Plus announced a couple months ago that Ron Howard and um, Kasdan, John Kasdan, were producing or in the pre-production process for a Willow series. Um, If you don't remember Willow. Willow. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Val Kilmer, Warwick Davis, uh, was a fun, fun, fun fantasy movie originally directed by Ron Howard, uh, developed from a story by George Lucas, and it was a Lucasfilm movie. Um, I'm excited to find out that it's coming back. It's nice to know that Ron Howard and uh, John Kasdan are involved, and uh, Warwick Davis will be returning as well. You think we'll see uh, Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan again? Probably not. I think no. you'll have to get a whole new one, um, especially based based on the fact that he was super chatty at your time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think he's going to be on there. But uh, you know what's crazy is I haven't seen Willow since I was a kid, so I can't really comment too much on that. I know it's on uh, Disney+, Plus, so it's definitely something I want to go back and watch. Now, you had just went back and seen it uh, recently, didn't you? Well, sort of twice. So okay, about a year ago, really wanted to watch it. And of course, you know, looked up online, where is Willow streaming? Wasn't streaming anywhere. Um, you couldn't even rent it from Amazon. So it's not like I could pay three, four, five bucks to rent it. Then you look on Amazon for the Blu-ray or the DVD. The Blu-ray was selling for over $200. That's how hard it was to find. And we finally found, uh, I guess you could sort of call it a bootleg copy on YouTube. Essentially, it was, you know, like the old VHS version. It was sort of hard to make out, you know, the sound and it was blurry. And uh, wow, that was loud. Um, Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So uh, we watched it, but it wasn't as enjoyable as it could have been. And then when Disney Plus was released, we went back and rewatched it again. And that definitely made up for it. Yeah, it's definitely something I really want to watch and get into. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things I may not have been into a whole lot as a kid, but maybe nowadays I could something I could appreciate more. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I think I liked it as a kid. It's just not something I, I really followed. So um, check it out. Disney. That's one good reason. Another good reason to have Disney plus is uh, check that out. So, yeah. And uh, it holds up. I mean, the special effects, the acting, um, the, the fight scenes. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some cheesy moments, but of course it was made in the mid eighties. So, uh, was it mid eighties, late eighties? I want to say 88, 89. Yeah. Late eighties because they made that arcade game. That's where that willow came from. So, uh, that's right. But, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And if we find more information out about it, we will pass it along to you. All right. And sticking with Disney plus our last story in the television genre, uh, a Star Wars series that we are excited about. Uh, we've mentioned a couple times the progress on it, and we were talking about uh, Ewan McGregor returning to his role as Obi-Wan um, in a Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh, that's going to be so good. It is going to be good. Now, based on where you stand on this next bit of information, you may enjoy it, you may not enjoy it, but uh, there are rumors... Excuse me! <laughs> that somebody will be um, at least appearing in the series, if not being a you know secondary character. You know, it's embarrassing. We are talking. Oh, moi, moi. Jar Jar Binks. So. Personally, you know, when the prequel series first came out, you know, everybody was just just hated him. And, and, uh, even the, um, actor Ahmad best was just, I mean, almost drone driven to the brink of suicide because of fan backlash on Jar Jar Binks. I think over the years, that mentality has sort of softened a little bit. Um, and especially, you know, the kids who grew up with it enjoyed him, you know, they still enjoyed the character. Uh, what are your thoughts tone as far as him being included in the series? 
Oh, only if they could tie it in to make sure, like, since this, the Obi-Wan series takes place after Revenge of the Sith before A New Hope. Right. So what I would like it to be is let's follow through with the whole that he was a Sith Lord. That would make it awesome for me. That would and be cool. go back to that YouTube video where he was, like, using the Force and things like that. And I liked how they were trying to set him up to be that. Because it's like he had Potentially. a huge role in the first movie. He was a little bit cut back in the second. By the third movie, he, he he had all but a cameo, if that. Yeah. Oh, no! Ow. <laughs> that was loud, Jar Jar G. That was loud. Yeah, you know, they, the rumor has always been there that he was a Sith Lord, which I think would have made the character that much better. Way better. And now that we're a few weeks past the opening of Star Wars, the Sky, Rise of Skywalker, I don't know if we talked about it just personally or if we talked about it on the show, but in the cloning lab where uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine was, I think... It, awesome little just nugget of that would have made the fans happy is where they had those cylinders where all the, you know, Snoke rejects were. If they had another cylinder that had uh, Jar Jar Binks in it, yes, that would have been a nice little nod to uh, him being a Sith Lord. And sorry, I am replying to one of our fans here. Uh, they, Lacey let us know that Willow was 1988. Oh. And the reason why I say message me on here is because I can't watch our YouTube and answer the questions questions as it's going so just send it right there i'd be more than happy to answer so my phone's kind of acting silly so um, <laughs> and so if you hear that i'll try to limit those dings as best i can all right and uh if you are on our facebook um anywhere that we're on social media tell us what you think about uh, especially this story in particular you know adding jar jar yeah. binks not adding him uh, is it worth it? Have your thoughts changed on the character? We want to know what you think. Maybe Jar Jar would that redeem him? Ooh, that's tough. Can't yeah. be nearly as cute as Baby Yoda. No, you can't top Baby Yoda, man. No. Um, no, it, you know, being a uh, Star Wars uh, TV show, if it, if it's anything like The Mandalorian, I mean, the the bar is set high for these TV shows, and I think with you and McGregor coming back doing uh, Kenobi, that's going to be a dang good show. So. Um, I would rather him just maybe make an appearance on an episode. I'd be fine or two, mm -hmm. but not the whole series. Don't make him like a sidekick. You don't need that crap. Right. So and I would like an appearance from uh, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon as that force ghost. That would be sweet too. Well, speaking of appearances, you know, we already know from uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars series that uh, Darth Maul lived um, past yes. Phantom Menace. That would be awesome to make him the main bad guy in this series. Yeah, they, they would be good. I'm getting uh, some fan feedback here. Darth Jar Jar, and they definitely agree, he needs to be a Sith. So, yeah. you know, getting the feedback there. That's what I think. I, he'd be so much cooler if he would have, if they would have pulled the trigger and made him a quote unquote heel. Like, just yeah. get him involved. That would be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of much else to talk about on that. So with that, yeah. we will move on to the weekend box office report. Oh, yes, yes. Here you go. That volume down a little bit there. <laughs> but fire the sound engineer you thought you fired i don't need my eardrums it's okay no no i thought we lost it a long time ago at a slayer show or something oh they're bad I'm, yeah 
<laughs> they're not great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the king has been dethroned for this week's box office report. Uh, Star Wars is no longer number one. In fact, that goes to the Sam Mendes World War One movie and a contender for Best Picture of the Year, 1917. And it brought in $36.5 million over the weekend. Nice, nice. It won a ton of, uh, ton of awards at the Golden Globes this last week, too, last Sunday. It did. Apparently, it's a really good movie. Um, I'd love to see it, but finding time to see it is the problem we run into. Yep. Um, but I, you know, it's one of those, I want to get back into, uh, it's a new year. I'd like to go see some movies again and start writing some bad reviews and, and all that stuff. So 1917 is definitely one of those on my list. Um, I'm happy that it ended up number one, you know, it looks, yeah. uh, it looks very good. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that star Wars, the rise of Skywalker fell to second place. It brought in another 15 million, bringing its domestic total to 478.1 million and worldwide total to 989.5 so almost to the 1 billion mark it'll hit there by next week um uh oh have we lost tone have we lost i think we've lost something everything's frozen hey there he is ah, <laughs> elsa unfroze me thank god so this is probably it says your internet connection is unstable but yet it says i have 5g and i'm perfectly fine and there's no kids playing Fortnite. Yep. next room so i don't know what that was but the joys of doing live shows sometimes where all of a sudden it becomes like zach morris time out yep Tony's doing a pretty just, good job of sitting still, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So so where I before Elsa froze my bootay, I must say the last thing we talked about, we were getting into the number two movie with Star Wars. It was. Okay. Uh, yep. Rise of Skywalker made fifteen Sky million. Walker. Domestic total is at four seventy eight point one million. Worldwide is at nine eighty nine point five, just shy of one billion dollars. Yowie wowie. Oof, yeah. That's good. Yep. All right. Third place is another very enjoyable movie. Uh, we're talking Jumanji, the next level with another 14 million. And uh, it's, it's making a pretty good buck there as well. 257.2 million domestically, 671.1 worldwide. What is Jumanji? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. It's that was fun. Up. So if you, uh, yeah. So if you out there haven't seen Jumanji next level yet, not as good as the last one, but right up there, like it's a good sequel. So yeah. did you, notice i mean again spoiler alert but it's been out long enough now that uh, nora who um, owned the coffee shop was actually the mother from uh, the very first jumanji with robin williams no i did not notice that somebody told me because i actually suck i don't i've never seen the original jumanji what never seen the original with robin williams one of my favorite actors never seen it I'm shocked. Yeah. I am honestly Breaking shocked. Breaking news. Yeah, dude. I've never seen Jumanji, the original. Well, you should go uh, find I'll, I'll go watch it, but somebody did tell me that. Yeah. Find, find Jumanji. Yeah. What is Jumanji? <laughs> Welcome to Jumanji. Okay. So that was third place and fourth place was the Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx legal drama, Just Mercy with 10 oh, million. I'm glad, you, 
I'm glad you specified who was in that because I was like, what's Jess Mercy? Yeah, great actors. Jess Mercy, I think of Uncle Jesse. Have mercy. <laughs> yeah, two great actors, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, unfortunately dramas, just pure dramas, aren't getting as much attention to the box office as they used to, just because streaming services and everything that's around right now. Uh, one sort of neat little tie-in is that it's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who is actually directing the upcoming Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings for Marvel. Oh, okay. So little bridge in the gap there. I like that. All right. Uh, fifth place was the new comedy Like a Boss with 10 million. <laughs> yep. That's my I, thoughts exactly. Who's in that one? Uh, Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, <laughs> and Salma Hayek. Hey, did you see Salma Hayek at the Golden Globes on Sunday? I did not watch the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not just great. remember sitting at uh, BJ's uh, with my sister and her fiance, and uh, we were watching. I think, like, we all collectively were looking at the screen, we're like, hello. <laughs> Needless to say, just it was all this. Gotcha. You listen to the podcast, she had massive cleavage. That's what oh, okay. I was talking about. Big old movies. You <laughs> <laughs> motor boat and son of a gun. Oh, yep. All right. Sixth place, the PG 13 period drama Little Women with uh, 7.6 million. Um, I heard it's a pretty good movie, just not my cup of tea. <laughs> A movie I know you're looking forward to, the PG-13 uh, thriller Underwater. Okay. <laughs> they even put it in here. Got off to a soggy start in seventh place, opening with only $7 million. Yeah, I'm thinking this is one of those movies that sat on the back burner for a long time because T.J. Miller's in it, and I thought T.J. Miller was, like, banned from Hollywood. Like, yeah. crap anymore. I thought he was uh, blacklisted. That's what I thought. So that's what makes me think. And then I thought Lori Petty was back from uh, In the Army now. Now, and, and if you guys are too young to know that, that's a really, uh, it's a Pauly Shore movie from the 90s. Not as good as Son-in-Law, but it was an enjoyable movie with Andy Dick, Pauly Shore, and Laurie Petty. Long rant, that's who I thought Kristen Stewart looked like. And it's also a Kristen Stewart movie, which means... Oh, it's an O. <laughs> All right, eighth place, the Disney sequel Frozen 2 with 5.7 million. Whew, it's making money. $459.3 million domestically, worldwide, $1.37 billion. Woo! Frozen's doing good, man. That's almost, it's made almost as much as Star Wars. And granted, it came out sooner, but uh, Elsa, not only did she freeze the damn show today, she's still making money. Um, I've heard a lot of good things uh, about Frozen 2. I yeah. still have not seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah. At this point, I'll just wait till it's out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, probably yeah. need to. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I don't want to be no R. Kelly and creeping on up uh, the uh, local Worthington AMC up the road here. In the second run theaters. Yeah, like sticky feet. Hey, Elsa! <laughs> All right, we're almost to the end of the top 10. Uh, in ninth place is another movie that I wanted to see, just haven't had a chance to. Uh, Ryan Johnson's PG 13 murder mystery, Knives Out. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things for that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. And then uh, finally rounding out the top 10 is the animated espionage comedy Spies in Disguise with 5.1 million, starring Will Smith and Tom Holland. Uh, my boys saw that. They loved it. But, you know, their, their tastes aren't quite as <laughs> refined. So I don't know if it's oh, actually yeah. good or not. 
Um, I've heard good things about it. I think most kids that have seen it, obviously, that's who it's for. So yeah. it's good. Um, I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, okay. I will check that out. Um, but, um, oh, they're referring to Knives Out. Gotcha. Oh, Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading some chime messages on the side here. Uh, but Spies in Disguise, I've heard it's gotten good reviews. A lot of people I've seen seen it. Mike loved it. Fan of the show. So um, way to go. Yeah. Go see it. Spies in Disguise. And Tom Holland's making quite the uh, voice actor run. Not only does he have that, but then he also has the new Disney Pixar uh, Onward movie coming out. Yeah. Him and Chris Pratt. And what's great is he doesn't have to do anything. Like me, all day at work, I try to do these these voices. So that way, like, hopes that someone will walk by and be like, that guy's funny. We need to get him to do some voices for our show. <laughs> I can't. But then these guys that are just Hollywood stars can just talk normal. And there's nothing to it. Like, bird, like uh, well, I was going to say birds in disguise, spies in disguise will smith is not only did they draw the character to look like him but he talks like him same with right. tom holland so yep. eh, it's hollywood baby it's the way it goes so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what the top 10 looks like next week considering you mentioned already uh, bad boys for life is coming out do little um, and then there's a limited release Justin Long movie called The Wave. Is he still making movies? I thought he was only in Kevin Smith stuff. Well, apparently. Yeah, he was in, uh, was it, Jerry and Silent Bob Reboot? He wasn't there. I don't doubt that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently him and, um, oh, who's the other actor? Remember the old uh, Apple commercials, Mac and PC? Yeah. Yep. Apparently they were in that together. They were in the same scene or. They actually were. Um, now I think about it. You're right. They are. I don't think That's I got it when I was there, but you're right. And thinking back. Yes. Okay. I'll, when I finally see it, I'll have to check okay. that out. All right. That does it for the box office report. Let's go ahead and go into some movie news now. If you got your finger on the button there, Tone. You the key master. Fuzzball. <laughs> All right, our first bit of movie news. Um, going back number of episodes, probably five, six months ago, we had talked about uh, um, Sony wanting to spin off their Spider-Man characters. Uh, obviously, Venom was a little bit of a big hit. Uh, still doesn't hold up to the same quality as the Marvel movies. We know that Spider-Man uh, is still owned by Sony, but is part of the um, Marvel MCU. We had that whole controversy as far as, uh, you know, if he was going back, what was happening with that. Um, and then, of course, you know, Sony wants to make a universe out of the sort of rogues characters and the lesser known characters in the Spider-Man um, camp, but aren't really known. And so all of that goes to say that uh, we know that uh, they've been working on a Morbius, the living vampire movie starring Jared Leto. Um, I know both of us are a little concerned with it, obviously yeah. knowing his take on the Joker, which is by far both of our least favorite takes. Sorry, Lacey. He was the worst effing Joker there was. Yeah. He sucked. <laughs> but what we got uh, coming out uh, just yesterday is actually a photo of him in the full makeup as Morbius, uh, the living vampire, even though it doesn't show a whole lot. Um, it is going to show that Sony is trying to take things 
seriously. They're going to the source material and, uh, you know, they're trying to make it as true to form as possible. What did you think of the look? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And it's also on our Facebook page if you guys want to take a look at it as well. But uh, it's pretty spot on. I think it looks good. Definitely doesn't look like Jared Leto. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like gangster joke either. Um, I give him props. You know, it's all about the story. See, the problem with Morbius the Vampire is how many people out there in the comic, you know, that in the non-comic book world really know who that is. So it might just be like, oh, it's a vampire movie. But uh you tied to the Spider-Man, so it's kind of strange. Um, <laughs> I just got to call it worst joker ever. <laughs> Third best, thank you very much. But uh, I digress. The uh, This whole Sony cinematic Marvel Universe thing is funky, but, uh, you know, kudos to them for trying something new. You got you to gotta use the rights or you lose them. So you have to do something with them. And I'm sure people will see them. We'll probably see it. And uh, based on the images, it doesn't look too bad. Is it true if you don't use it, you lose Lose it? Ah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't used it in my good while I'm still here. Sorry, a little 40, 40 year old virgin uh, reference. All right. So, You're uh, so funny. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm encouraged by the picture. I would really like to see a trailer come out sometime soon. Um, and then also scrolling through here, it looks like the movie is set for July 31st release, um, 2020, which goes to tell me we're probably going to see something sooner rather than later. Yeah, isn't that the same time Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out? Ah. <sighs> I think it is. Sony's Hmm. stupid, man. Sony is releasing Ghostbusters Afterlife and Morbius at the Sony. Move Morbius to like September or something like that. Well, the only reason they're not doing that is because Venom 2 comes out in October. So they want to give it enough time in between. I'd say, well... I'd say move it up to like May, but knowing how long it takes to do post-production, they might not be ready in time for that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would have it up against one of my own studio pictures. I'd maybe go a week or two later because Ghostbusters is going to kick its ass. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm so excited for that. All right, moving on. Uh, Looks like Mission Impossible is getting uh, two sequels at the minimum. Uh, Again, still starring Tom Cruise, who that guy's like an ageless wonder. He just continues doing his own stunts. He um, he's doing pretty good for himself. Yeah, yes, he's got Maverick coming out, and I'm I'm actually surprised that they're doing two more Mission Impossibles. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm excited that to me they keep getting better and better and better with each one. So I'm very excited for bringing. I mean, as long as he can do it, I'm okay with that. Should have been a nice transition. Speaking of vampires, Tom Cruise. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guy's insane man yeah yeah uh, the 67 there's a couple encouraging yeah a couple encouraging things uh, christopher mcquarrie who wrote and direct mission impossible rogue nation and fallout which were two fantastic um, entries into the mission impossible franchises he's doing the writing and directing for the next two movies and he just confirmed some casting news that Nicholas Holt, who you know as Beast or Hank McCoy from the X-Men movies, uh, will be not only in one of them, but actually both as the potential villain. At least that's what the uh, rumor mill is saying. 
Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know what it's going to take place, but the last couple have seemed to have some corresponding ones, you know, from the one movie going into the next one. There's been a little correlation and then it kind of branches into its own. So I'm sure something like that. But if he's signed on for a couple of them, that means uh, you can anticipate that he's going to be a big bad that, uh, you know, maybe this time Ethan Hunt might have bitten off a little more than he can choose. So yeah. uh, I can't wait. I, I'm stoked. So, and you know, all I don't really show stoked at uh, 11.03 p.m. So. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the Mission Impossible movies have been good. Um, it's funny because the second one, which was uh, directed by John Woo, I just... Do it for the Woo! <laughs> I just I just rewatched uh, when I was out in California. I was in the hotel room. That one does not hold up well. I mean, am I too? Yeah, it had a bitchin' soundtrack. It had Metallica. I disappear. Had yeah, biscuit. Yeah, baby. I think it was all of the woo isms, like the slow motion where yeah, he grabs her scarf real quick and. <laughs> So yeah, that one didn't hold up, but uh, the third one directed by JJ Abrams, that, was awesome. that one was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is to be honest, like I didn't, the first one was just kind of okay to me. Yeah. The original one, it was nothing major. I know it was a big major picture in the nineties, but yeah. it, it, that's why I said they got better and better. Now the soundtracks have not been as good as the second one. Mm-hmm. I disappeared. That's such a damn good song. Yeah, it is a good song. Yeah. Uh, speaking of franchises getting better and better, um, or in this case, not getting better and better. Uh, we spoke obviously when dark Phoenix came out, that that was a, a big letdown. Do and I smell it? You smell it. <laughs> it's the dead world It's a story about a trailer that went away and has come back again called the Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I won't be here all week. So uh, the New Mutants uh, we've been talking about for a long time. It was shot decades ago. It was supposed to be released last century. Um, Wasn't it? Didn't it? I think they filmed it when we were still seniors in high school. I think so. At least that's the way it feels. Yeah. We know now that it is getting a release in theaters, April 3rd, 2020. Um, it is a spinoff, or at least it was supposed to be a spinoff of the Fox X-Men franchise, which obviously is all now owned by Marvel. Uh, all of that. And uh, we have a brand new trailer that was just released uh, about a week ago. And uh, after watching the trailer, I actually kind of think it looks better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I think it is actually. Dark Phoenix sucked. That was not a great movie. No, I wanted to like it. I waited till Black Friday to buy it because I wanted to complete my X-Men collection, but it just wasn't good. Yeah. I remember being in uh, Disney World this last summer when it came out and I remember getting soaked on the way to the AMC there at uh, down in Orlando and sitting in the theater and soaked soaked clothes watching a really crappy movie. I wanted to like it. I did. <laughs> I did too. But uh, you know, this this trailer is actually kind of encouraging. You know, we we know that they were going with a horror theme. Um, it looks like that thought process is paying off and you know now that it's in the hands of disney that they didn't go away with uh you know away from it but uh i don't know it it could be decent enough it could even be good enough that 
uh, Marvel might decide to make them part of the MCU. Maybe. I did read they accidentally labeled it as an MCU movie, but just for the record, it's not an MCU. No. It's like, no, it's something. Um, there was a line. I was just, somebody just messaged me. It was Lace. Um, but uh, one of the best lines she said from the first Mission Impossible was, Hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. There you go. I'm totally forgot about that. Hasta lasagna, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the trailer is up at our Facebook page. Yes, it go is. check it out. Let us know what you think, if it's going to be uh, as good as it potentially looks. Um, again, I'm pleasantly surprised. I went in with zero expectations, uh, which I'll probably do for the movie as well. Yeah, but That's what I'm going to do. I'm going in just like it's going to be a pile of poop, but I'll go see it. Maybe. All right. And we got we had we had a frozen Tony there for a second. We did. <laughs> just gotta make sure I don't make a dumb face when I do it because I think the last one was like, and then you just don't want to get stuck like that too long. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, the New Mutants is not part of the MCU. What is is the new Thor movie that's going to be coming out? Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's my brings uh, Chris Hemsworth, Taika Waititi back. Um, obviously, they were, uh, you know, for Ragnarok, which is definitely the best entry into... It froze again. Yep. <laughs> Thor Ragnar- Ragnarok was definitely the best entry into the Thor movies, if not one of the best MCU movies that's out there as well. And so we're going to get a little bit more of that. And uh, it has been at least confirmed, as far as the story that I'm reading, that... Is, yeah. uh, Yep, former Bruce Wayne, Batman from the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, Christian Bale will be joining the cast of Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, good for you. And (laughs) um, the rumor mill is saying that he's either going to be playing the alien Better Ray Bill, um, at least in voice form, maybe his motion capture or Balder the Brave. Um, and no word yet if either of those are going to be villains, heroes. You know, obviously, uh, Better Ray Bill was a, another carrier of, you know, Mjolnir, the Thor hammer, but uh, I don't quite recall if he started out as a villain or not. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. I'm excited because he said he didn't want to do any more superhero type movies. So, um, so this is really cool. I mean, I really liked uh, his run in the Dark Knight trilogy. The, best i mean even when it comes to marvel i mean that was the best dc's ever done oh totally awesome yeah i can't wait man i think the more and more i read about uh thor love and thunder the more i get excited i mean it doesn't come out till november 5th of 2021 so this is like a really early news bit and you'll hear a lot about it before it comes out but it's it's a long ways away but man i think it's gonna kick some ass and what'll be interesting to see is we already know that Natalie Portman's Jane Foster will become female Thor. Yeah. If she's going to totally take over the reins and there'll be a new series of movies starring her. Um, and then, you know, we lose Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. Everything's up in the air, but uh, we will find out November 5th, 2021. Yeah. We got a while, but I'm glad they're starting to get it started. And, uh, and as always, as we get more uh, news, we will pass it along here on the Proton Pack. Yeah. You know, I'm getting excited for phase four 
of the MCU. We've got Black Widow coming out uh, in a couple months, which, you know, that was probably the movie I was least excited about being announced. Uh, But it looks great. I mean, it looks like fun. Uh, One of the movies that we know is going to have a huge impact, not not only on the overall MCU, but, uh, you know, the way Phase 4 is going is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, they're talking about tying it into uh, WandaVision, into uh, Loki, both uh, series that are going to be on Disney+. Plus. And they, and they look at home. I can't wait for these Marvel shows. They're going to be excellent. Well, fingers crossed they're going to be excellent. I yeah. hope. Yeah. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was reported to be the first MCU horror movie, which uh, obviously Scott Decker... Bleh, Scott Derrickson, who is the director, (laughs) uh, is a horror director by trade. So, you know, that would have fit perfectly. Now, I say would have fit perfectly because he has now fallen out of the directing role uh, due to, quote unquote, creative differences. Um, (laughs) And, you know, that means anytime somebody says creative differences, the studio won out and they basically said, well, you can either leave gracefully or we'll fire you. Yeah, that's pretty much. They get, it's kind of like when I got fired from uh, Hollywood video in high school, you can leave on your own or we're going to let you go. Right. So no word yet of who's going to be picking that up uh, in its place. Hopefully it doesn't uh, change the thought of it being a you know, Marvel horror movie too much, but uh knowing the track record that Kevin Feige has and the people that he puts in place for these movies. Heck, he replaced uh, Edgar Wright with Peyton Reed. And I mean, the Ant-Man movies turned out to be, you know, charming and funny and, and great on their own right. Yeah, that's the thing. I think um, they do they do their due diligence. They really, they're able to do this. They'll be able to line it up perfectly. Kind of a random thing, um, just on a side tear here. Um going off script here a little bit. Um, so they added uh, Fantastic Four, the the ones from the early 2000s, onto uh, Disney+. Plus. Did they really? Yeah, Kevin Feige was a producer of those movies. I knew he was a producer. I didn't know if they were going to add those on. So Yeah, um, so far, the only one that's appeared is uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. So that, okay. that, that was on there. And I noticed Kevin Feige's name popped up, and I'm like, oh, is this movie a piece of crap? <laughs> Because, well, they didn't have the budget and stuff probably back then. Yeah. Um, what's funny is you bring that up. The same weekend, basically the same day that I saw Mission Impossible 2, that same day they had the uh, the latest Fantastic Four on, the one that uh, had Miles Teller in it. And Oh, yeah. The one with Josh Trank crapped all <sighs> over it right before the release. Yeah. <laughs> and so I figured, you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to sit through it. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> that bad? Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> was it worse than like the cheesy, like only go to the Comic-Con, get the bootleg VHS version? Not quite that bad, but okay. just, ugh. I personally, I thought it was a piece of crap. It was, yeah. it was terrible when I saw it. And I had never gone back to it. So. Yeah, I mean, Fox crapped all over that, and you know, the good news is with them back in the hands of Kevin Feige and the MCU, 
uh, you know they're going to get the proper treatment. Yeah, I, that's, uh, I think it's going to go good. I, I really love the fact that the Fantastic Four and um, the X-Men, they're all in good hands with uh, the MCU now. It's, it's, it's great. I can't wait. I wish Sony would play nice with the Spider-Verse and really tie that in. I think, think Disney can help them with that, but... We'll see what they do. Yeah. You know, yep. At least Fox we get dropped the ball with some of that stuff, man. They didn't they made some of their characters look really cool, but yeah. All right. So uh, that was our last bit of movie news. Is that up for movies, mister? It is. And we're getting into our last section of the show, which is good because I'm starting to run down a little bit. I don't know about you, Tom. Well, I keep freezing. So I always get like a boost of energy when I do the Zach Morris going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? I'm premature. <laughs> I really, we were tr- you were trying to set me up for the video game intro, and I was like, screw that, I'm pressing the button. <laughs> I'm tired, I want to go to bed. I don't care, I'm not even drinking, and I'm pressing the damn thing. <laughs> well, if you did hear that, then uh, you know that that means it's time for video game news, which uh, we've got oh, some... I like video games, Mr. Video Game, I'm a favorite, especially when I'm getting ready to play me some Nintendo, that's going to be great. <laughs> I was trying to channel my Terra Strong there, I think. That was, that was a little bad. Um, in the past few weeks, there hasn't been a whole lot in regards to video game news. Luckily, we're starting to see some more come out. We know we're getting closer. Uh, CES was just this past weekend. Uh, we're getting closer to E3. Um, so more and more, yeah, more and more information is going to come out about some really exciting video game news. And we've got a few bits of info here. The first being that Resident Evil 3, which is essentially going to be what they're calling a remix, not a remake of the classic Resident Evil 3. Um, It is basically getting a full makeover. They're re-releasing it. It'll be on the next generation uh, systems. And it is, it looks good, but it won't have the multiple endings that uh, the original Resident Evil 3 had. Um, I played the original a little bit. I don't know. Did you get much into it, Tone? No, you know what? I... (sighs) I never beat the original Resident Evil because I didn't like the controls back in the day. They were yeah. uh, Resident Evil 2, I got pretty far on, but again, controls not fun. I did want to pick up the remake. It looked freaking awesome. They did such a good job with the graphics on the recent remake of 2. Um, this one looks incredibly good. So, oh, don't you worry, youngster. That that story's coming next. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I've seen my messages off here. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I I think the graphics are cool, but I did never beat Resident Evil 3. I'm trying to stretch this out. You just asked me a simple question, and I ran. <laughs> yeah, simple no would have suffice. Like, just shut no. up, dude. Just no, you can play it cool. That's all the audience wants. They don't want to hear me ramble. But like you mentioned, you know, they did do a, a, a remaster of Resident Evil 2, uh, whereas that one was a true-to-form comparison to the original game. This one is going to be, as I said, uh, a remix, where it's in the same world. It's not exactly the same as the third one. Uh, Obviously, they won't have the multiple endings, but Resident Evil 3 is known for the main bad guy who um, is probably the best of all the Resident Evil bad guys, and I'm talking Nemesis. And so, uh, if you don't recall who Nemesis is, I'm sure Tony will post up something on our Facebook page. He's on there, man. He is a handsome mother... 
Good thing I didn't really cuss. Yeah, it would have been a little late. That would have been worth it. Yeah. So, but uh, the one thing I do remember of Resident Evil Three is that he was just relentless. I mean, he would track you down everywhere, and he was hard as hell to beat. Yeah, he was tough. He did. He would show up. Now they're saying in this game, though, to, to add the element. So I'm excited to play it. But now, like, he'll show up at any point. Like, it's not uh-huh. like there were certain points as you got further along the game, he'd show up. Now he could show up at any time. So. Yeah. And they, they did great with the jump scares. I mean, I remember oh, playing dude, the first yeah. Resident Evil and first time those uh, dogs came crashing through the window, I just oh, about dude. pooped my pants. Yeah. You said poop on the show, mister. That was very funny of you. Oh, PG-13. Keeping <laughs> it fun with poop. Yep. So uh, Resident Evil 3, looking through, has a release date of April 3rd, 2020. So not too far away. Dang, they must have been working on that for a while. Yeah, that's pretty close. It, ironically enough, Part 2 came out last April. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, year turnover. Not too bad. Not too shabby. All right. Uh, this next story. This is the article. So, Mike, I know you're following along. You've hung on this long, buddy. It is time to talk. Peace <laughs> Beat me to the punch. Yep, we're talking uh, Arcade One Ups online NBA jam oh, cabinet. Yeah, oh, That's an air ball. <laughs> so many memories. Oh, dude, you know what's funny? I, I found the soundboard for this game and and uh, there was one I was gonna I was gonna play. I'll play it when I see it, but uh, continue on. <laughs> so the four four player cabinet will feature the original NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and NBA Hang Time. At least that's what the uh, rumor mill is saying. Which uh, I I think that's a pretty good lineup. Oh, it's a heck of a lineup. Like my wife always says, not tonight. <laughs> I never heard that in the game, but I thought that I don't was remember awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's cool. We play it again because I. Like my wife always says, not tonight. He's on fire. <laughs> oh. Rejected. I'm going to have to find those sound bites. <laughs> From the Waffle House, located just off the Beltway. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'll say no guys. <laughs> From Section C, Row 5, Seat 7. <laughs> this guy was good. Now, if you guys have never played NBA Jam, man, NBA Jam was such a fun arcade game. Yeah, it was a, basically a two on two. The characters were exaggerated. They had all kinds of fun modes like big head mode. And, um, you know, you could do certain dunks that would essentially light the ball on fire and the hoop and, and break the glass. And yep. uh, that's where you got the, he's on fire. Boom. Shakalaka. Yeah. And then when you're doing good, you'd hear he's heating up that. And, um, <laughs> what I like too, is you could get the codes where you could play back then you could play. I think the president was Bill Clinton. So you could play as Bill Clinton, that's Al Gore, right. Hillary. You could play as uh um man could you, could you imagine today you play as donald trump <laughs> huge i built the wall it was a brick wall huge <laughs> and, and those of you who are familiar with what arcade one-ups are they're basically miniature arcade cabinets um and they've been releasing all the big names teenage mutant ninja turtles and moral combat marvel versus capcom um you know obviously this is coming out that one now announced you just spoiled 
I know. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I mean, you name it, they have it. Now, my only issue with it is I've had the chance to play them both at your place of business, Tony, Costco, mm-hmm. and uh, they carry them at Walmart as well. They are too small for me, even with the riser. You know, there's an available riser that it comes with. Yeah. I still find myself bending over and my back hurts. And I wish they just released it in a full size cabinet. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, they're, pr- they're pretty pricey too. Like I'm a huge fan of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I, I, I like geeked out when I saw that was coming out. I'm like, oh my God, I have to have it. Um, but at the time I lived in a, in a basement and I was like, where the hell am I going to put this? Now, I mean, it would look pretty good looking right here. Yeah, not going to lie, it would. It would look pretty good for a background better than two guitars and a shredder. I mean, hey, the shredder. <laughs> um, but uh Dude, that NBA Jam one, I'm hoping it is a little bigger. It's a four-player cabinet. Um, the only other four-player cabinet is Ninja Turtles, but I agree with you. The Ninja Turtle one is still pretty small. Because when you go to Walmart, you know, we're even on the riser, it's on that shelf. Mm-hmm. Like they've already got a shelf off the ground, and it's still low. And, I mean, I, I love it. But at the same time, you know, I know, uh, like, Mike, um, big NBA Jam fan. His daughter, Annabelle, is huge with NBA, and, and she's always playing NBA Jam on the uh playstation um so that's uh i, I think it's gonna be cool man i i I, th- I don't know how often i'd have four people like come up here and well me, but that's what, the their space really close together too yeah it's funny you say that because you don't have to have people come to your home this will be the first cabinet to offer online play so if you're connected to the wi-fi if you had one mike had one i had one we could all play NBA Jam together. Kaboom! Kaboom! From so. no man's land. <laughs> so big Papa. Maybe some of the older cabinets will, uh, you know, retrofit that in or, or do something to allow online play as well. But uh, some cool, cool stuff. Now the funny thing is, we're talking about how small their cabinets are. Apparently at CES, and if you've seen the the picture, they had a massively oversized one. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. They said that was the largest cabinet. And they had, like they have a Guinness Book of World Records went out and actually um, clarified that as the biggest arcade cabinet ever built. So, and it was just for a CES show. That's okay. cool. That's cool. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. So that'll be out. They haven't given us a release date. My thought is you'll probably see it later this year. I know E3, um, they they didn't announce it at CES, but there was a picture someone was able to swoop before it got taken down. Um, somebody did snap a picture of a Marvel versus Capcom cabinet. Now on that one, it'll have X-Men versus Street Fighter and Marvel versus Capcom, but they, they had to, they got rid of the image real quick and it, there's no mention of it. So that would be a it cool doesn't exist, but it was right next to the NBA Jam cabinet. So it totally exists. Um, they're also going to be putting out some uh, pinball machines. So if you dream to ever own a pinball machine in your house, they're a little smaller and they're not like a pinball machine per se that you're used to. It's It looks like a pinball machine. Like they have Star Wars and then Attack from Mars. Um, it's made from Zen who put out Pinball F, uh, FX on the Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Um, and they've gotten popular with the licensing from like Marvel, Star Wars, and, and others. And on there what it's going to have is a big digital screen and when you're staring at it it's going to give you the illusion of it being a real pinball machine and those are going to run about seven hundred dollars they're still expensive but their justification is 
if you ever want to own a pinball machine, you're looking at five grand, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Still be cool to check out. True pinball machine I ever want in my house is the Metallica one, man. Yeah. That's that's what I'm most definitely. All right. And uh, so as we get into 2020, we know that the major console manufacturers are working on their next gen systems and PlayStation has just released at CES, the PlayStation five logo, which looks surprisingly like the PS4 logo. <laughs> yeah, And it looks so much the same. I bet this is going to be the boot up sound too. the same as the first one. <laughs> yeah, so they released the logo. It just says PS5. It looks exactly the same as PS4, only with the 5 this time. Not a lot of information about uh, what the PS5 exactly is going to be. Um, they're thinking about integrating some of the online aspects, uh, similar to what Google Stadia is doing, uh, obviously trying to increase the boot-up time. Uh, may do away with the physical disks and uh, looks like they'll probably go to a solid state hard drive as well. Yeah, I've read that. And I've also read that they're working on, and, and these are all rumors because they haven't fully announced of everything, what it can do. Um, I, we're probably thinking E3 is when you'll hear a lot of this stuff. Um, I've heard that this PlayStation is going to be backwards compatible. If it does do a disk drive, it'll be backwards compatible with PS1, PS2, 3, and 4, which, which would be awesome because I mean, I got to say, it's a bit ridiculous with all these systems that keep coming out. I have so many damn systems just to take up space. Like, just break it down. with it. You know, I'd be willing if, whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, or PlayStation, every time you release a new one, as long as I don't have to go buy new games and hardware, you know, I can, like, I don't mind buying them for the next gen. That's fine. But to play the stuff I already own, I ain't going to get crap at the GameStop, you know? So, no. So just let me use it so I can just play those games continuously if I want to go back on my new system. I, and I'll be gladly ready to upgrade. So I don't know if I'm that excited for the PS5 or the next Xbox. I'm, I'm still enjoying PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. They call it Xbox One when it's really Xbox Three. <laughs> it's the third one. Yeah. And I've got a PS4, but honestly, I don't play it that often. You know, we got the Nintendo Switch, which is definitely getting its usage, but, you know, it's also a little more... Um, Ooh, what's the word for it? Um, travel ready. <laughs> yeah, that one's a that one. See, the Switch is good because that takes gaming on the go, and I think that's going to set a good precedence for something like uh, you know Microsoft's trying that out right now with uh, their Game Pass. You know, theirs is play it anywhere. The problem with that is um, it's not like you can go buy, let's say, uh, the hottest new game. If it's not on Game Pass, you can't take it everywhere. But uh, you know, I think they're going to eventually integrate where they have where they'll they'll take the elements of what the switch does great kind of take that and implement it in there because they're all about taking gaming on the go yeah personally you know i had a lot of fun taking the switch on my last plane flight um the only bummer was you can't play the classic nintendo or super nintendo because you're not online so you can't play it but uh you know it gave me plenty of time to play some marvel ultimate alliance 3 and uh the legend of zelda the wind not the wind waker sorry link's awakening um, I got to play a lot more of that. So, you know, it's definitely fun to play. And uh, just make sure you have a good battery pack because it does eat battery life on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up getting the uh, travel charger. So it's a USB charger that, uh, you know, 
if I'm at a hotel or if we're in the car and, you know, just plug it in the USB and it's good to go. That's perfect, man. Yep. Always a good thing. Yep. So uh, might as well switch over to the Switch news. Speaking of Nintendo Switch. Nintendo. <laughs> uh, reports have shown that uh, Nintendo may be working on uh, what is calling a pro model of the Switch, um, which may even be out as soon as 2020. And uh, obviously, you know, the Switch is a huge hit. They just released the uh, Switch Lite, which, uh, you know, over the holiday season flew off the shelves because of its portability. Um, no word yet really what a pro model would be, but uh, the insiders have said that they are working on it. They predict that it would support 4K, potentially bigger cartridge sizes, and then uh, beefed up components as well. Um, my hope is that it's not a vastly different version of the Switch, that now the Switch games no longer work on that, and you have to upgrade to this new one. Switch hasn't been out that long. No, it hasn't. Uh, I feel like I just got it. Um, I feel like I got it a year ago, but it's been out for a couple of years now. But, um, you know, it's it's really caught steam. It's been Nintendo's most successful system of all of them. Yeah. Um, this dates back to 1985 when the NES came out. And, uh, you know, obviously for us growing up, that was amazing. Super Nintendo was mind-blowing. The 64 was pretty good, in my opinion. I thought it had some really classic games. But when you look back at the graphics... <laughs> um, and, I, and GameCube had some stuff. And that's about when they start kind of making some bad systems, you know. The GameCube wasn't a big hit. Um, when they brought out the Wii, the first Wii was great. The Wii U tanked. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are with Switch. So Yeah. Well, and even the Wii. I mean, it was behind as far as the graphics processing and, you know, it was essentially a generation back of what uh, PlayStation and Microsoft were doing. Yeah, they should have released Wii U right out the gate. They should have just made the Wii a high def system and they would have been fine. They could have skipped the whole Wii U thing. It could have just been... Right. There you go. High def, motion controls. Because, I mean, you go back, I remember um, right before Christmas, uh, I was at uh, Buddy's house down in Henderson, uh, the Shipleys and the Dotsons, and the most fun thing we did on game night that night is we all played uh, Wii Sports. Mm. Like, dude, just everyone had fun still bowling. So it still holds up. The fun factor's still there. Yeah. So, you know, Nintendo does things right, but, you know, they also do things really weird. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, as we learn more about the pro model, we'll let you know at this point, it's just sort of one of those things that people are talking about and don't even know if it's really a thing that's coming to fruition just because of how recently the switch itself came out. But, uh, yeah, when we know you will know, we'll keep you in the loop and, uh, you know, thanks for hanging in there. That's it. That that's the show. I mean, you have hit all subjects. We had a lot to talk about tonight and, uh, you know, a lot of fun and it won't usually be this late. So if you've tuned in, thank you very much. Shout out to Kendra, new follower. Thank you very much. Um, Mike Lacey, thanks for chiming in. And, uh, do you have any parting words, my friend? No, just that, uh, follow us on social media. Facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, same with Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast itself, uh, be sure to subscribe, like, leave a review. And uh, we've got some really exciting things, as Tony mentioned earlier in the show, uh, coming up uh, with what we do and when we do it and who we do it with, potentially. I right. <laughs> also want to give a shout out to uh, Adam Nickel for subscribing and uh, always coming up and telling me how much he enjoys the show. 
So Adam, if you're listening this week, hey buddy, thank you very much. Appreciate right it. Right on. Well, uh, I know Tony's tired. I'm tired. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, close this thing out and call it a night. Excellent. I am. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! Mommy, where's Fluffy? Goodbye.